It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Brighton Rock Podcast, the podcast about the beautiful club within the beautiful game. And I have two guests with me today. Uh, it is Robin Woolley, who many people will have heard before, who is furiously scratching away with a pencil, which is making me very curious. Uh, are you doing a sketch there of us on Zoom here? I've just done from I've just done some doodling from our, our previous podcast, which I'm now erasing so that no one can. <laughs> You're a see, my lack of, <laughs> I certainly can see my lack of art ability. Uh, but no, you carry on. Right. Well, on this on this briefer podcast, well, I'm, I'm just doing a little bit of a filler because we haven't had one for a while. Um, we've had a match day special at Everton, but we haven't talked about Arsenal. We haven't talked about the Middlesbrough game, which you were at, weren't you, Robin? Yes, I was. Let's talk about that in a second. And we also have, making his debut, a Brighton fan... Uh, Thereabouts, but uh, but not who's he doesn't get to games very often. I don't get to as many games as I used to. No, he love he loves the game though. He loves the club. I'm sure it's all. It's oh all yeah, good. absolutely. And he's looking very studious with a bookshelf that only compares with Doctor Andy Knott, fellow contributor <laughs> of the show. Uh, it's Mister Phil Newman. I'm right? live from my man cave. Yeah, <laughs> and we're recording this just after recording our latest episodes of Film Fives which were on the subject of Lauren and Hardy. So if you haven't heard those uh, already, check them out. That's with me, with Robin and with Phil. But on this episode, it's about the football. Um, we did a match day special for Everton. We haven't talked about Arsenal. We haven't talked about Middlesbrough. Very quickly, let's go far, far away through this. Um, Robin, the Arsenal game, 4-2 defeats. We gave a good account of ourselves and we had a very, very weak midfield. On that basis, you've also got to say Arsenal aren't putting the foot wrong at the moment, really, are they? They're, they're exactly. just, they're, yeah, they're they're pretty, I don't know what's happened between last year and this year, this year, but the, the games that they previously—sorry, I've completely spoke over you, Robin. What, the, games, the, the games that they previously would have drawn or lost last year, they seem to be winning this year. I, I every week I keep expecting the wheels to come off at some point and then to sort of fall to away in Man City to win the league again, but it doesn't seem to be happening. 
what's what's happening is I think they're giving a decent enough manager enough time. I think that's what's going on. Uh, Graham Potter, Chelsea. They haven't had too um, many injuries, I don't think, either. Yeah, yeah, yeah so they've missed a few. That's true. That's I think their squad is still fairly, fairly thin. But, I mean, they've got... I noticed on Monday, Smith-Rowe came back. Yeah. Um, yeah. Made his comeback. And I'd sort of forgotten that he existed in the nicest possible way. Um, but he was their top scorer last year, near enough. Yeah. yeah. I remember Villa came yeah. for him and we were offering a lot of money for him. And I think... As the know, song goes... He was knocking on, knocking on the England team. Yeah. Sucker and Emil Smith Rowe, as the song goes. Mm. Uh, there we go. Yeah, I feel very good. Um, I thought, I mean, obviously, we had that third goal disallowed, which I'm, I'm not convinced it should have been disallowed myself. Um, and I think, four, I think at 4 3, with what would have been, what, five or seven, seven, five minutes left, something like that, I'm not, I'm not saying we'd have got another one, but I'm don't think we'd have been far away. The momentum yeah. was definitely swinging back towards us. So I wasn't, it was one of those games where we lost, but I actually came away with not too many qualms, partly as Russia, because we had no, no discernible sense of midfield, really. And obviously Ferguson. We gave, yeah, we gave a very good account of ourselves, the players yeah. that were there. And if yeah, we had so a good no it would have got exciting, wouldn't it, towards the end if we got that yeah. third. We really would have. And the, that, I think we, we would have had a chance because they were rocking slightly when that went in. Mitterma scored. Evan Ferguson's got his first goal. We've since talked about the fact that he's gone on to score on his full debut as well. Uh, so no more to dwell on. It's a bit of a quandary. So many Brighton fans seem to be sort of shouting, and it's been a bit of been like this for a couple of years now. We need to sign a striker. We need to sign a striker. Oh, yeah, we don't now. I, I mean, he's still a bit young and a bit green, but he... Well, back know, it, as well. And... Yeah. It, is, is that still a priority? I think it depends if we keep all the trust up, really, isn't it? Well, I think if we yeah. keep scoring goals from all areas like this, I don't really think if we keep at least one of those two strikers fit, I don't think we, we need, even need a striker. I mean, yes, it would help. But we don't I need... I think on the subject of Ferguson, um, I think when he came over from Ireland, he had the... He had, the option of going to either us or to Liverpool. Oh, okay. Came to Brighton partly, I think, because we've got quite a strong eye. We've got, there's been quite a We signed some other player last there. week from his own team, didn't we? Yeah. Is it Mullins? I think, yes, Yeah. Mullins. So I think he's probably saw that the path to the first team was probably a little bit, um, a little bit shorter with us. Um, but I've got it on pretty good authority that they, um, certainly at Brighton and certainly at other clubs, Ferguson is regarded as being the next Alan Shearer. He thought of that highly. Well, that's some. I think. I think it, he's not a Republic of Ireland international just yet, isn't he? It? But it's only a matter of time. No, just at age. He level, made his yeah. full debut yeah. just before the World Cup for Ireland. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So he's mm. a friendly, I think. Well, it would have been a friendly just before. So, yeah. I mean, he is thought of incredibly high. I mean, he's got all the attributes. Yeah. The fact that look at similar to Harland, really, you know, he's massive. He's always he seems to have that knack of being in the right place at the right time. He's very strong. He's good in the air. I haven't yet seen how quick he is, but I've not seen anything to suggest that he's slow. I just haven't seen him intelligent he's, movement. He's, and also, yeah. the, the national level podcast are talking about him already. The fact that one of our youth products is getting talked about on national level podcasts at this stage in his career. Is follows yeah. both him and for us yeah. as well, I think. I mean, at Everton, he, but I mean, he was up against 
a couple of very experienced centre half. Yeah. Didn't take any prisoners. Isn't it, Robin? That's the thing. Yeah. He steps back and comes forward too, and he makes space for himself. And I think at his age, to be doing that, that's the sort of thing that you could learn. Maybe you probably just need it instinctively. And he. He has it instinctively, and I think it's... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, his goal at Everton, he made look very easy, but I don't think it was as easy as... He, he was arriving in the right place at the right look. time, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Also, I think there'd been plenty of, our, plenty of our forward players that would have ended up somewhere in the road outside Gillison Park. What, one other thing <laughs> on the Arsenal game as well was um, Sarmiento, wasn't it, was um, on a yellow, and he was pulled down, his, his shirt was pulled. That was a penalty. He didn't want to go down, and I got the impression he deliberately didn't want to go down because he knew he was on a yellow. He knew he might yeah. be perceived as a diver, and it really was a penalty. And uh, he, when, when you're struggling to try and get into the team, you don't, you don't want, want to suddenly exactly. get suspended. You don't want to get suspended. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So that's that. The Everton game we talked about on the on the match day special. Yeah. Any any particular comments on that other than what you've already said about folks? No, brilliant. So quickly on to the just the a shame game. that they got the goal at the end, wasn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, you, well, actually, that really irritated me. That, yeah. Because they didn't deserve anything from that game. After no, the early didn't. part of the game, they might have scored, but at the point where we were 4 0 up, they didn't deserve anything out no. of it. It came out of the blue. It's no. And you were thinking it was going to be 5 0 at that point. I was. 100%. Yeah. Give it to me. Absolutely. Well, the Middlesbrough game, then, Robin, you were at the match. Because, yeah, game. Middlesbrough, they're. they're, they're Flying pretty high. Oh, I mean, Michael Carrick, a lot yeah, of people rating him. I got one thing right. Tuba Akpom was absolutely appalling in a very short loan spell from us, from Arsenal. And I 100% knew that now Mr. On Form at Middlesbrough, Akpom, was going to score against us. And he found a I way to yeah. Other than scoring a goal, I thought he was pretty dreadful the rest of the game. Okay. Well, well, had, just really. to clarify, you were at the game. Um, yeah. Friend of the show, Ian was at the game, and you took a, another mate along as well. Is that right? Yeah, I went, took a mate to Lincoln fan, the Barley. Oh up. right, okay, I've got a Lincoln yeah, fan. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was one of those games where you know obviously I'm still slightly scarred by previous visits to the Riverside, um, that we won't really mention in detail. But it was one of those games where <laughs> it was potentially you know still says they're in good form. Um, and it sort of it depended on who, what what sort of team was going to be picked by both clubs. As it turned out, we both pretty much picked yeah. the first team with a couple of changes. What you didn't really want was a reserve team against the first team either way round. Yeah. Um, so as soon as I saw him pick a pretty strong team, um, I was a bit more confident. But yeah, I mean, it was we had we. We, barely, we scored five goals, but we really barely got out of second gear. I yeah. mean, there was, you could tell there were another few gears. That we could That's the difference through. in class between the championship and the premiership. It's quite yeah. the finishing, isn't it? And yeah, I mean, I've got to ask, that, that McAllister first goal with the back heel, how many times have you watched that on your phone? <laughs> For me, I'm on about 20 already. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm still trying to work I mean, out how he does was... it. <laughs> I'll be honest, when I watched it live, when I watched it in real time, I thought it had. I basically like thought it was in the right place. I thought it basically yeah. hit it, you know, it deflected off and yeah. gone in. Um, but what was, I think it was that goal when he's going, when he's going back towards the halfway line, one of the Middlesbrough players actually basically celebrates with him. But, you know, pats him on the back and basically shakes his hand. And at that point, you go, yeah, he's probably, yeah. probably meant it. 
He had a glint in his eye, didn't he, when yeah. he scored that as well. Beautiful. It was so. I mean, that's had another yeah. five million on his on, on any potential price for him, isn't he? That goal. Yeah, and he, you know he could have easily he should have had a hat trick. Really, I mean the free kick that, that hit. The well, we said that before, haven't we, about McAllister? Yeah. Um, but I mean, everyone was. I mean, Jason Steele. I don't. He made a couple of good saves in the first half when it was two-one. Isn't he from um, Middlesbrough, Jason Steele? Yeah, he is. So he's played for Middlesbrough in Sunderland, I think. But I thought Van Heck was very good. It's the first time I've seen him live, actually. Um, I thought he was very good. Um, Matoma obviously continues to just be very, very good. Um, yeah, is I mean, it, it was... Is it me or does Van Heck sound like he should be in a Hammer horror film? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, moving on, moving swiftly on. But just to explain for anyone um, who doesn't know, Robin's in the northeast. Yeah. So this was a local game for you, actually. Yeah, well, um, yeah, nice local game. Which we, uh, we went. Uh, yeah, so it was it was a bizarre game. It was kind of it was very close up till half time, and then it seemed like, um, yeah, it became inevitable as that half progressed. But I mean, that's a kind of cup game that in recent years would have been very, very close either way, I think. And to, to sweep aside a team that's in resurgent form in the Championship, albeit not one of the big hitters this season, but a team in resurgent form like that, to beat them 5-1, that's a statement yeah. for me, even with a yeah. strong team out there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, it's a statement. Um, and, you know, also I think away attendance was pretty good, considering there's a train strike. Yeah. It was the same, same with the Everton game as well, wasn't it? That was a long old trip. There was a, there yeah. was a lot there. Uh, so, um, Robin, what was it like in the away end? What, what was it like? Atmosphere, dynamics? Really decent that. atmosphere, but it was um, it was a little bit muted because there was no the jeopardy, there was no real at any point. There was no real jeopardy to it. I mean, briefly when it was one one. But you still got this sense. There was this inevitable feeling, even at one-one, that um, that Middlesbrough weren't really going to win. Yeah. So there was a few. It was mainly um, there wasn't really much antagonism. Actually, the Middlesbrough fans. It wasn't that full. Um, you've got where the away fans are on the side there, and then you've got the main stand behind the goal. There was actually quite a big block of empty seats between the two. So it was, you kind of felt you were sort of marooned. It's quite a big stadium, away. I suppose. Yeah, but yeah. yeah they do. Yeah, they probably, probably a lot of space, don't they? Hmm. Yeah, I reckon it was. I don't know. I haven't looked at what the attendance was, but there was quite a lot of gaps. There's quite a lot of gaps around. Yeah. Um, but it was good. I mean, it was. Um, everyone had a. Everyone had a solid game. Good to see Danny Welbeck come back and get half an hour. Um, just a bit unfair for Middlesbrough when you can bring on a World Cup winner at half time, isn't it? <laughs> How many times have we been able to say that? Yeah, none times. <laughs> amazing, absolutely amazing. Um, but yeah, really good, very good, very good performance. Um, and yeah, can I, just, I mean, it... can I just say as well, we've we've had Camilla on the podcast a few weeks ago, who's Alexis McAllister's girlfriend, and she's a lovely, absolutely charming lady, really nice. And it's very obvious that Alexis is a, a quite a shy, quite an Easy going. Have you seen the video of when he returned to dancing training when the, yes. everyone was waiting yeah, yeah, for yeah, him yeah. on the reception? Yeah, yeah. That was great. And stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's brilliant. Uh, but what I loved was the Instagram. Yes. 
Well, I think there was a translation issue. Wasn't I it? think it's a translation issue, but it is still very, very funny. Essentially, he's uh, she's saying something like, um, "So we're all saying you, wasn't you, wasn't you yeah. or whatever," and he's saying, according to the translation, he's saying, "Yeah, let's fuck." With lots of K's on the ends. With lots yeah. of K's, a suspicious number of K's, and I, that doesn't feel like that would be him. Uh, I don't no. know. It's quite funny though. What what's good yeah. about it though is he he was given till the fifth of Jan to come back, and he yeah. wanted to come back earlier. I think that's very telling about what he feels. About some, of those, some of those other Argentinian players were quite happy staying out there partying. Weren't they? Yeah, exactly. Or oh, is it Martinez yeah. at Man United? I think. Yeah. Like, Ten There's like... people falling off traffic lights and bridges and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Over there, it was absolutely mad scenes. I've got to say, I've, I've quite enjoyed it. Yeah. But but but. Generally speaking, though, 5-1 at Middlesbrough is a statement, and people did notice. And we've now got Liverpool or Wolves at home, depending on who wins the replay. Should have been Wolves. Should have been Wolves. Yeah, they were ridiculous. They've officially asked for explanation, haven't they, for why they're Can we talk briefly about how they've managed to come up with an argument that an incident that happened in the penalty box, they don't have a camera angle for? Yeah. Yeah. Why? How many cameras are there at those games? Wolves have said they've got it on their own camera because obviously all the cap they've all the teams put out cameras, so I guess, to get every angle for analysis. The Wolves mm. have got it, got a view on their own camera. But how can you have I mean it's not like it's happened in some obscure area of the pitch. Like baffles mm. me that you can have VAR and then not have an incident in the penalty box captured. Exactly. Yeah. It's uh, baffling. It doesn't anyway. seem feasible. Yeah, but there we go. But we we've gone convincingly into the fourth round. We'll take what we what we can from the next game. Um uh one great stat, by the way, after we beat Everton, uh, which of course was uh the uh, the recent game, we've we've had um uh, the three all draw at Liverpool. So we've actually scored seven goals uh in two visits to Liverpool this season. Everton playing at home, have scored eight goals this season. There are only one more goal than us. And we've been there twice in the whole of the season. Stat, I think that's a great stat. Nice. Great stat. It's a nice stat to round off with. <laughs> Love it. I read, I read something like that, that um, it, like Holland at Man City has already scored more goals than Derby did about 15 yeah, years I think ago. Holland scored like... more goals than about seven teams this season. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And, and Derby all season, yeah. 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 yeah, it's brilliant stuff. So, Phil, so very quickly with you. So, you're an Albion fan, but uh, there is a bit of a northeast connection as well because you did yeah, I, have I, a bit I, of an affiliation for Newcastle. I had a lot of Geordie mates, yeah, that I used to go to games with. We we, we went to some Newcastle games, didn't we? We went together, yeah. With yeah, what's, yeah. Your, what's your mate's name? The one Paul, that we had yeah, to call yeah. Paul, yeah. Yeah, uh, so it was always good fun going to games with them. It was always a good laugh. So you, you liked Newcastle a bit in the days of Beardsley and... Um, there's Ferdinand and Espria yeah, and yeah, yeah. That, was, that was it. Yeah, we were at college together. That's how we yeah. know each other. And, and I, I go meet up with Geordie mates and go and watch the games. Yeah, yeah. Newcastle, as as um, Robin will very easily attest, is a great away day. It's a great city. Yeah. It's great, a great night out. Whatever. Well, it's a, we, I like I like stadiums that are right in the middle of the city and not like miles out. Of the way well, you, you can't know. beat Newcastle for that, really. No, exactly. Like right in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but tell us about your Albion affiliation. So obviously you're a Sussex boy. 
Yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, I wasn't massively into football as as a team, and then late teens, you start getting more of an interest. My first ever Albion game um, was one of the last games at the Goldston. Um, it was actually summer '96, I think it was. It was a it was a testimonial. I'm trying. To, was it Jimmy? Oh, Casey's it's not the Reggie Blinkler Sheffield Wednesday game. It was a, the one we lost seven one. <laughs> despite one. Glenn Hoddle coming on in the second half. <laughs> was I with you? Or did I not yeah, I think you were there as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that was my my wife's first ever Brighton game. That was my I, first ever Brighton game as well. <laughs> You guys know how to live. Yeah. Oh, yeah. After that, yeah, I, I made quite a few games at Gillingham. Um, and then I was at the, with Dean a lot because uh, at that time I didn't have children and as much work responsibility. So I unfortunately <laughs> ended up with him later in life. Um, so now I don't get to the Amex as often as I'd like, although I did walk past it today because I was work next door sometimes. Um, We've also shared one of my favourite Albion experiences together, actually. Um, can you tell me what that might be? Can you guess what that was? You've not been to that many games with me. Come on. We had a big match, a very big match, Phil. Is that... Oh, sorry, I'm trying to remember. What, no, it wasn't Orient away. It see, wasn't was in England, one. is the hint. Oh, the uh, playoff final. Yeah, Cardiff. Against, yeah. yeah, yeah, that was that was a good day oh, out. Right. Well, I was in the very back row. Yes, the very back, back, row. back row behind the guy. And I'm six foot three. This is where, uh, just, and, to and, clarify, and, just to clarify, this is the end where Leon Knight converted the penalty. Yeah, and I'm six foot three, and and it's about six and a half foot tall is the amount of standing room that you have in the back row, and then you've got a load of concrete above you. <laughs> so when we scored, I jumped in the air and almost knocked myself unconscious. <laughs> You're bleeding from your knuckle. <laughs> <laughs> That's a proper goal celebration, that is. It was a blazing hot day. Do you remember all the kick kickabout stuff going on just before as well? Loads of people, Albion fans, kicking balls around in a big collective area was that I, I was a bit late late to the game because i got i got to bristol uh, got to cardiff and um i couldn't find anywhere to park and eventually oh, yeah. found somewhere to park and thought how do i get to the stadium and i was looking around for a for a, a taxi and i saw one randomly can you take me to the ground he's like well i'm not a cardiff taxi i'm a bristol taxi um, I'm just here picking people up and dropping them off. I'm not allowed to, to you know, operate here. And then he went, who are you supporting? I said, Brian. He goes, right, I'm a Rovers fan. I'll drop you there for free. <laughs> 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 so that was the result. I actually just got there just before kickoff. Yeah. That's brilliant. Uh, it's so what a great weekend that was. It was brilliant. The only downside was that Palace won that weekend, but apart from that, it was great. I'm not sure if I've told this story online before, but I, I turned up earlier than you did. We met up later, didn't we? I went with my missus. We drove from, I think I was in Worthing at the time, drove to um, Bristol. We were staying with friends. Uh, it's a Spanish girl and her husband, who's a Bristol City fan, but not ardent enough to have sorted out tickets. He didn't get a ticket for the game. Yeah. He wasn't that fast. Buying tickets for that game was a nightmare. I had to go to the Withdean and queue up for six hours. To- well, you queued up for us, didn't you? And yeah, I'm extremely yeah, yeah. brave, by the way. Uh, and I owe you another point. Pre-internet buying tickets days. Absolutely. Never mind yeah. digital. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, we were staying with this Bristol City fan and his Spanish missus 
overnight in Bristol. Um, so we, we travelled up separately. We went to Ninian Park for the park and ride. I've never been to Cardiff City's old ground in yeah. terms of matches, but I, I went there for the uh, park and ride. And we got there really early. So it's me and the other half. And we went into Central and we were dropped off at the Brighton kind of fan location nothing's happening so we wandered around so it's really really early wandered around to the other side of town by the uh, waterside and we found a nice place and they said oh uh yeah yeah we can do food but if you're eating you've got to be inside for some reason i don't know why so we went inside sat down inside had some food very nice drinks nice great uh of course what happened was outside Lots of things had changed since we walked into the uh, to the bar. So we, we had the food, we had the drink, we paid our bill, we walked outside. And when we walked outside, we were um, confronted with a sea of red. And very <laughs> I was wearing a lot of blue this day. Blue and white scarf, blue top, probably blue underpants for all I know. And yeah. I, was, I was literally, it was like an advert, you know, where there's a guy in red with blue or blue with red and all that stuff there were literally about i would say somewhere between eight and ten thousand bristol city fans that we had to walk through it's a lot not near a journey for them than it was for us exactly well it was where we where we were within the city so i had to walk through them all to get back to where the brighton area was and the amount of shit i got from the bristol city fans was off the scale it's all good natured no no dickhead but it was it was cringingly awful. It, Danny Wilson's cider army. I'm going. Oh, Danny Wilson. He's an ex Brighton player. Ex Brighton player. Yeah. yeah and they're going. We, oh, we tried to get. We we approached him at some point to try and bring him in as manager, didn't yeah, we? Yeah. yeah. He was quite highly rated about 20 years ago, and then he sort of seemed to sort of dip off a bit because he had he got Barnsley up into the Premiership, didn't he? And then I think this was a job after that. Yeah. He did. He did well in phases. He was not too yeah. bad. Not too bad. Um, we should mention at this stage, by the way, that Robin seems to have dropped out. Uh, he, he's come off the Zoom call, so I'm. Well, we have been doing podcasts for four hours now. So <laughs> you know, I'm yeah, surprised. By the way, at this point, we should mention if nobody has heard it before, check out Film Five's podcast, which uh, regular presenters are me and this Phil guy. That's... Yeah, you get to listen to us drink and talk about films. And we've just been recording with Robin uh, a podcast, in fact, two podcasts about Lauren and Hardy. We've done one on shorts, one on his feet, on their features. And they're both great in terms of uh, uh, selections available. I'm not saying about our podcast, but in terms of the uh, the selections of uh, films to talk about, they're absolutely magnificent. Check it out. Uh, we'll leave a link in the notes on this podcast. So, Phil, tell us. So, so the Albion. So you went into it at first. You you, you got to your first game at. Um, yeah, I, I, I've been pretty much obsessed since the, the mid nineties now. Really, yeah, mid to late nineties now. It's that's what you know. The whole checking what the scores are, going on there. You know the. Argus website every day when you're having your sandwiches at your desk seeing what's happening going through the comments and going through Twitter and seeing who's rumoured with this and who's rumoured with that I don't get to as many games as I want to but I always watch the highlights and always keep up with absolutely everything that's going on I have many friends that are season ticket holders um, yeah if I didn't have yeah, young kids I would be getting to more games Maybe in the future you might do a bit more as well. I hope knows? so, yeah. Who knows? It's an addictive thing, I've got to say. It really is. It really is. Um, 
couple of other bits of news, by the way. Uh, Kadra, who we've had on loan to Sheffield United, we thought they would do yeah, well. They never, they never played him, did they? They didn't, and he's now been recorded. He's been put out on loan to Birmingham City. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. I'm a bit disappointed, because Sheffield United are doing well. well they're flying pretty high, aren't they? They're doing too well. Yeah, yeah. So that, that that's that. Uh, any other news you've heard, Phil, from down in Sussex, good old... Uh, where, where are you? There's, there's a lot of rumours about um, Spurs sniffing around Trossard at the moment. If you, um, I'm sure everybody's aware of that. He, see, he, see, he seems to have had his head turned a little bit from what I've seen. I think it was he left out last week, wasn't he? Yeah, he's, lo- he's lost his mojo or his attitude or something. It might be something... He, he went off the World Cup and he doesn't seem to have come back quite the same player that he was before. I mean, one one word on that, actually. I think it's absolutely outrageous that he wasn't played ahead of Hazard. Hazard's passed his best. And have you heard he's being linked with Arsenal? Yeah, he's 32 How's now. That about? His legs are short. <laughs> they're not seriously interested in Hazard. I hope not, for their sake. No. Yeah. But they really should have played Trossard. It sounds like a bit of a cliche, but... Don't play Trossard, do badly. Mitama at Japan. At Japan. Don't play Trossard. Uh, sorry, don't play Mitama, do badly. Bring him in, do well. Yeah. McAllister, first game, lose to Saudi Arabia. Bring in McAllister, win World Cup. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like a Brighton thing is quite a good thing to go for, isn't it? On the other sort of the, the Arsenal-Brighton connect, uh, connection, um, do you, does any, are you aware of what actually happened to Ben White in the England camp at the World Cup? No, it was just said it was personal reasons. Um, so I heard he had a big bust up with one of the coaches. Yeah, that's that's what um, I heard. Well. And yeah. I don't think any of the other players leapt to his rescue. And he was on the next flight back, pretty much, wasn't he? Yeah, which it's all been sort of seems to have been hushed up a little bit. Yeah, and he seemed to be quite a rounded character. It didn't. Yeah, I, I was quite really... shocked by it. There, if that had been Jack Grealish, I would have been wouldn't have thought too twice about it, but. Yeah, it seems it seems a bit of a curiosity. I, I don't I don't know what the hell going on. It doesn't there, seem to have affected his Arsenal performances, whatever it was. No, he's had, he's had a good season, and to be yeah. honest, amongst others, he's been the one that stepped on, hasn't he? I mean, look at Kukurea. He's been playing different positions as well. Yeah, yeah, and and Kukurea hasn't really stepped on. Basuma hasn't really stepped on. Partly, I mean, Basuma's the, never had a game, has he? No, it's opportunities, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. That's the issue, but there we go. So, so Phil, it, uh, great to have you on the podcast for the first on this podcast. Thank you very much. Let me mention again, Film Fives. Me and Phil do a uh, a podcast roughly monthly. Uh, we count down our top fives uh, on an alternate basis on five a five. given subject, whether it be actor or genre or yeah, or studio, whatever. yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, or uh, yeah, anything, anything along those lines. Our last two have been Laurel and Hardy shorts and Laurel and Hardy features. Our next one is going to be films of twenty twenty two. Check yeah. them all out. Check them all out. They're worth worth a listen. Uh, Phil comes to it from he's a big big film fan, but I don't have the classical uh, film education that yeah. you do. No. You've probably got gaps in knowledge. But you make up for that with. I make up for it with an exceptional knowledge of Jason Statham and Jackie Chan films. Yeah. <laughs> Plus some intense research. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I, I have the knowledge, but I have the the lazy attitude to not really do enough 
to quite justify myself on any given podcast. But have a check out, have, have a listen to it, see what you think on that. Phil, in the meantime, Albion related, are you going to get to a game soon? And who's your favourite player? I need to. I should try and bring my kids along. I don't know if I could talk them. Come on. Uh, Corrupt their tiny minds. Teach them some new words. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Are you going? Uh, who's your favourite player? By the way, you're going to say Bobby? Nah, uh, what of what of all time or in the current team? Uh, let's say both. Yeah, I, I, Danny Cullip for me. Uh, he, he, was, yeah. he was just a beast at the back, and he was he was just the best centre half in the in the in the division, and he led by example. Fantastic player. That's a good shout. And a, a proper captain. Yeah. Yeah, Mickey Adams era, all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, and the current crop, who who would be your favourite at the moment? Uh, I think Lewis Dunk is just an excellent. And I can't, it's a travesty he never gets picked for England. It is. I'm, he's the, it, he's one of the most reliable, uh, consistent players in there. You never see his head really his head go down. He scores goals. His positional plays great. His captain abilities. You hear him shouting at people. You know. Why are people like Connor Cody getting in the England team ahead of oh, no Don't get me started. Here's here's a three pronged question to finish with. Lewis Dunk, is he underrated at England level? I think we've already alluded to that one. Is he underrated uh within the punditry and media world to do with the yeah, punditry? I think so. If you look at our defensive statistics, they stand up against any any other team in the division. Mm. And here's the third question. Is he underrated by Brighton fans? Well, I don't think so. Do you, do you not think? I, I almost feel like it's going... I think he's taken for, taken granted. for granted. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Because he's a local boy as well. Yeah. yeah. And he's been there for so long. He's just part yeah. of the college now. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's an interesting subject, but um, I, I think he's been grossly underrepresented. If you, if you were Brighton manager for, for one game... What is the first name that you would put on the team sheet? I think we know the answer to that, don't we, already? (laughs) Absolutely. I'm trying to think of a joke answer now. (laughs) Funny enough to be enough of a contrast. Oh, damn it. Let's go with Lewis Dunk. Uh, Yeah, there we go. Yeah. No, uh, Kemi Agustin. (laughs) Damn it. It's a minute too late for that joke, wasn't it? And he's a few years late for that joke as well. Yeah, never mind. No, Phil, it's been a pleasure to have you on. Thank uh, you very honestly, much. Check out, check out Film Fives. The two of us ramble endlessly on and incessantly and quite nauseatingly about films. What more do you want? <laughs> check it out. Check it out, guys. In the meantime, Phil, we've got to get to an Albion game soon. Definitely. Up the Albion. And in the meantime, uh, can I just say, uh, well, thank you to Robin earlier. He's, he's ducked out. I think due to Wi-Fi reasons. Um, Phil, thank you to you for joining me for this podcast and indeed for the two or three hours that we've been recording <laughs> Lauren and Hardy before this for our Film Fives podcast. And I'm going to sign out in the usual way and I'll get you to join in with the second part. Do you know the second part of this? Yep, the Albion bit. You do now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, so here we go. Stand or fall. Up the Albion. Yes. Sports Social Podcast Network.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.